Hello, Polyam fam. We're back. This is Joshua Monsida. And Bella Doll. And you have joined us in the hot tub for some poly talk. Yeah. And since how you're sitting in here, you know that it's snowing outside. We are in 2019's first and probably only Pacific Northwest Snowmageddon. There's less than an inch of snow and people are panicking frantically. Well, it is the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> and snow is scary to some. Now, to be fair, I, I'm not so much scared of the snow as I am the ice. This is more, less snowflakes, more ice, frozen ice and sleet. And I do understand that. Coming from Wyoming, we have four-foot snow banks. We have ice on the road that's two inches thick, compacted. <laughs> like, I'm no stranger to snow and cold weather and all of this. I personally don't like the snow. I love the snow, but I cannot for the life of me drive in it. I don't drift. I know how I'm supposed to turn into a drift if I'm drifting on ice. Do I think I'm going to do that in an emergency? No. So I'm that driver that stays off the roads in the shitty weather because I'm the one that you're afraid of. So I just stay home. But I do love the magical, romantic snowflakes, and they sparkle like glitter. And today, while I was sitting at my day job, I felt like I was in a snow globe, because windows all around me, and it was just falling these big, fat, <laughs> fluffy flakes. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah. And now I come home to icy sleet rain. No more snowflakes. Well, you love the snow. Here you go. <laughs> Let's, we'll see what tomorrow looks like. So I'm the opposite as a driver. I'm not afraid of doing anything on the road. In fact, sometimes that impulse control problem I have kicks up and I'm like, <laughs> what would happen if I gunned it down this road and then pulled the e-brake? <laughs> how many circles could I make and how many blocks could I go? <laughs> oh, again, if you're just joining us or you just happen to stumble upon our podcast, uh, we do record outside of our home in our outdoor hot tub. And there is a large main road behind our house, behind this wall. So every now and then you might hear some vehicles drive by. Don't mind the noise. It'll pass. It's all good. Or it won't pass. <laughs> but it's still all good. And you'll just enjoy listening to us so much that it won't bother you. Right. And the water's warm, so that's nice too. Yes. So I don't like the snow. I don't want to be in a snow globe. <laughs> I don't want to be around the snow, and I don't find any magic in the snow. Oh, sadness. I know, and I know that in the time that we've been together... Uh, Coming up on two years. Yep. You have been less than impressed <laughs> with my utter hatred for the snow. I just want to little out and go outside and get a snowball fight and make snow angels and go sledding and hot chocolate and fireplaces... And he sees it snowing and is like, shit. <laughs> That's the time to do all the indoor stuff and wait. It's a hibernation thing. You turn into a big hairy bear like me. <laughs> and when the snow hits, you just want to hibernate. Mm. So, that brings us to our point of discussion. Yes. We absolutely enjoy being together and we have a lot of fun together. But there are times when you have a partner who doesn't have certain interests with you. 
And I know that the initial response people will have to my question will be, well, then you find a partner that does have the interests. That's cool. But... And we have the availability to do so. Right. But what if you really just want to spend some time with this partner after work and you want to do some things and then you're sitting there trying to decide, do we go play in the snow or do we not go play in the snow? Bella, how do you deal with something like that? I try to <laughs> I try to adjust and appeal to your interests in a way that it blends with mine. So if if we came home from work or we woke up in the morning, say we wake up in the morning and it's tomorrow and there are feet of snow. Uh-huh. I am going to jump out of bed and I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to go get you a, a pot of coffee while I have hot chocolate. And I'm literally going to shake you up and push you out of bed and say, we need to go play in the snow. However, I know that you don't want to go outside because you want to hibernate. So I'd probably bring, get you into your comfiest clothes and your slippers and bring all the blankets and we'll get the fire started downstairs, make some food so you can maybe watch me from the window. I like where this is going. the nice, warm, cozy living room. And I'll throw snowballs at the window so it's like we're playing together. You know, at first I didn't think that there was going to be any compromise in there. <laughs> when you're like, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to go to your room and I'm going to get you out of your bed and I'm going to get you back. I'm going to snow! <laughs> but you wrapped it up pretty nice. Yeah, right? And I will say that I personally, as much as I detest this infernal flaky business... <laughs> I also do know how to compromise. Yeah. I would let you make me coffee, and I would let you <laughs> get me my comfiest clothes, and I would let you get blankets, mm-hmm. and I'd probably be the one to get stuck starting the fire. Probably. But I don't know how to turn it on. I would also <laughs> be willing to say, you know what? I hate this shit, but you love it, so let's go play for a while. We'll do the snow angels. We'll build snow people. We will have snowball fights. Yes. And then we get our asses in that house at the fire and maybe even snuggle for a movie. A little snuggle movie time. Yeah. Watching Frozen? No. That, oh, there is no man. compromise on <laughs> Speaking of snow people, so I come from California. You come from Wyoming. So you built snow people all the time when it Le- a kid. Legitimate, real snow life people. snow people. Right. Yes. I (laughs) have many, many memories of doing something called tumbleweed snow people. Okay, so we're talking about snowmen, but we don't want to say men and be exclusive. So if you're not following along, we're talking about snowmen. Big ball on the bottom, medium ball in the middle, (laughs) small ball on the top. But I didn't have snow in Southern California unless I went up to Big Bear or something. So we literally went outside... (laughs) And found some different sized tumbleweeds blown along the street or the hillside. (laughs) Spray painted them with the flocking spray so it looked like snow. Stacked them together and built our own tumbleweed (laughs) snowman. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) I remember when we were first starting to date. Yes. And we went out to dinner. And we're talking about... It was around winter time and there's stuff going on. You wanted to do this. And you started to talk about building your tumbleweed snow folks. <laughs> I was blown away. Like, I lived in Montana. I lived in Wyoming. 
I knew cold. So I knew what it was like to put together a dozen snow people. But you had snow. Right. So the concept of tumbleweed <laughs> snowmen was so Oh my god. Alien to me. No, there's got to be other people out there who've done this. I mean, I know we've Googled it, so I could show you pictures. Right, go to Arizona. Right, but okay, so everybody that's listening to this, if you go to our Facebook page, Pacific Northwest Polyamory, like the page, and find our episode for this one. This is episode number four. Yeah. Comment along. I don't even care if you comment on this episode. Just go to the page, share some stories or pictures of your tumbleweed snowman, and please help me tell him and show him that other people across the country do this. And it's not just me, and I'm not just crazy. Because at this point, though I get it, <laughs> it's still such an odd concept that that night when she first told me two years ago... I had to call the bartender over <laughs> and said, hey, man, have you heard of this shit? Like, have you ever heard of anyone making a tumbleweed snowman? <laughs> and he's looking at us like, y'all got three heads going on right like now. We like, we were completely crazy. That's when we had to Google it. Right. And we still talk to this bartender this day because he was just a surprise, so it made a great impression. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we go in, I get extra whiskey. <laughs> That's a good Because time. he knows what I deal with. Yeah. <gasps> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so go to uh, facebook.com slash Pacific Northwest Polyamory. Find this episode. And like Bella said, share your snow people. And not just the tumbleweeds. How about... The real ones. Yeah. Especially if you're in the Pacific Northwest right now. Like, let's... I know the whole country is freezing at the moment, so everybody's got snow or are frozen solid. Uh, even people in Texas right now. <laughs> but I, I'd love to see some locals in Pacific Northwest as well. You know, I actually had an, an episode name planned out as we started talking about snow. Yeah. But then you went to the tumbleweeds... <laughs> And all I can think of is Attack of the Tumbleweed Snow People. Yes. That's what the episode's going to be called. Yes. And you can use some red spray paint. <laughs> and they could be like decapitated snow people. That's actually pretty cool because if you try to spray paint actual snow snow people, yeah. it melts it. Oh, see, see, you need my tumbleweed snow people. Well. And that could be our mix. That's our mix of my magical winter snow and your ludicrous crazy Halloween Whoa, ludicrous? Well, it's a little ludicrous. It's a little crazy. No, it's not. Yeah. It also just rolled off my tongue. It was good. It was a good word. You did use that fantastic. Okay, but I don't well. want to jump into Halloween, because I feel like when we get to that season, we'll have a crap ton of stuff to talk about. Oh, we will, because Halloween is the best the day of the year. Okay, but... It's the most magical <laughs> day. I want to jump the polar opposite from our wintry snow festival at the moment. And Are I wanna... we going to talk about Halloween? No. But a different kind of water. Oh, okay. So, opposite of our frozen rain, snow thing going on right now, uh -huh. let's talk about summertime activities. For example, I love to kayak, love the water. I could spend hours in an ocean or lake or river. Doesn't matter. The water is grounding and calming, and I love it. So, I feel like this isn't a polar opposite, but more <laughs> of an equatorial opposite. <laughs> we need sound effects. You're Who's doing to. our sound effects? Uh, I could probably do it. I'm the one that edits the show. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we haven't edited this one. <laughs> well, not while we're still recording. No, not from the water. But you are not the biggest fan of water like I am. 
No, it's true. You drowned a couple times, and then you decide that water's not good for you. So that's another opportunity or question of where's the compromise, or do you just throw your hands up and say, oh, I'll just find another partner because I'm poly and I can. I'm just going to seek out somebody who has this interest. That's a good question. Now, I personally, for the longest time, would kind of just go along with whatever because I love making my partners happy. Less so these days. I don't care if you're happy. Go to hey, hell. Hey. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I can still find good compromise. As an example, I like kayaking. Yeah. I don't love it. But I can do it. And it gives me something to do. And you go look at all the big birds. I do like looking at birds. Yeah. I'm a bird watcher. Yeah. We need to get you binoculars. Like no. A, like a good then pair. The creep factor comes... A man with binoculars is not a good thing. <laughs> On the river. Yeah, just no, no. They're close enough to shore. I can watch them. Anyway, so, yeah, I don't like swimming a lot, and I don't like deep water a lot. I can do it. I choose not to. So, it is a compromise. And and even if it is that whole, oh, I'll just find another partner that likes this and this... What about if the whole polycule wants to go? I love the whole polycule gathering. Right. And then so, let's say it's not even a matter of like, oh, I get to spend time with you, or I get to spend time with partner M. Right. Now it's, oh, you and my partner M, and your partner Q, and this partner's L. And this meta. And this meta, and we're all going to go to the beach. Yeah. And so I think that's the advantage of bringing the whole polycule is that there is a conglomeration of interests. Right. Right. So you might go with your meta kayaking or swimming. I might not want to do that and decide I'm going to build a sandcastle. So I might build a sandcastle, rope someone in to build one with me, mm -hmm. and we can play Godzilla afterwards and <laughs> smash them. <laughs> I knew that was going to go that direction somehow. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I huh. felt like you were going to destroy things. It's Rawr. what I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of Godzilla and yeah. RARs, like the blow-up Godzilla or T-Rex costumes. <laughs> I want to... So, Chris had one. My ex-girlfriend had one who... And she would get in a, she got in a snowball fight with our neighbor one year uh -huh. who had a blow-up T-Rex costume as well. Yeah. So, I have video of these two T-Rexes out on the frozen cul-de-sac throwing snowballs at each other. That's, it was really funny. So, that brings me to another good idea we should do this summer. I will buy an inflatable Godzilla costume. Yes. I will have other people in the polycule actually building sandcastles. Mm -hmm. And unbeknownst to all the beach goers, I'll run back to the car... I'll get in my Godzilla costume, and I'll run out there and stomp <laughs> all those castles. And all these people will be like, what in the hell just happened? <laughs> That's fine, but if you get the inflatable Godzilla, can I get the inflatable unicorn? Yes. Okay. And then I will hunt you. Oh, we run up and down the ocean shores. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also really want to get one of those giant Costco inflatable floaties for, like, a polycule size for, like, a big group of people. Yeah. And take that out to the lakes and rivers and, and stuff. And then we could get into the inflatable floaty as inflatable creatures. <laughs> and then just raft around. I feel like that means we're going to drown. They're inflatable. We'll bob to the top. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. We'll, we'll um, see how it goes. I'm unsure. We'll have to we'll video this. So we'll that... report back in the summertime <laughs> <laughs> as we currently sit under an umbrella in the hot tub while it snows. I'm excited. <laughs> I have a new love for the beach now. Yes. This is good. Oh, the grandbabies will love it too. So can we talk about Halloween now? <laughs> Oh, are we just going to do like a holiday thing? No. Or a seasonal actually, thing? Uh, it goes along with what about a partner who does like this and does Oh, okay, like yeah. That. Let's talk about Halloween then. So it's not quite Halloween. I'm a big fan of horror, horror. and dark stuff. Not horrors. I didn't even come close to saying that. You're the one that told me horror. before this episode not to talk about sex. I know. So chill. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about next? Horror. I'll to him. Horror. Got it. Like crypticon horror. Like horror. Okay, yes. I'm following. Are you on this page? Now? I'm on it, yep. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of darker entertainment, whether it's horror, whether it's dark heavy music. Uh, the books that I choose to read often are supernatural. And write. And write. The short stories he writes. No, most of them are novels. They're full on novels. By definition of the word. Yeah. Yeah. I don't write a lot of short stories in comparison. Anyway, <laughs> it's not about me. It's about you. It's not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of that stuff. That stuff brings me great joy. When I first met you, I bet you probably couldn't spell horror. Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Does it twinkle and glitter? Right. <laughs> so, and I'm not a Disney person. I mean, I, I grew up, I raised kids, so I know Shame. a lot of these Disney movies, Game and I could sing thrones. some of the songs or whatever. Shame. No shame. shame. I got no shame. <laughs> no shame in my game. <laughs> so, not weather related, how well do you feel like you adjusted to my darker aspects? I think I picked it up quite well. Yeah? I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah. I have found me some metal music, some yep. heavy metal that I enjoy, um, and actually like request and want to hear, not just, oh yeah, I tolerate this band of yours, but like I can walk with a zombie like the best of them. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, I watched some of your scary movies, although so far you've only shown me originals that haven't really been that scary, so maybe this coming year we'll have to dive into some scary stuff i wanted to go for the og classics the og classics texas the, chainsaw massacre the olive garden classics Polter, what og no don't do that we did not endorse olive garden poltergeist although i do love their salad the exorcist yes we watched some classics yes still not scary but yes they were classic no and looking back at them at my age now versus when I first saw them as a child. <laughs> definitely not scary. So I embraced watching some of the movies. I found my music. I got into some of the decorating because you like to do full-blown Halloween decorating. Oh, yeah. And um, what do you call it? The haunted houses and stuff like that. Yep. I went through a haunted house once or twice with you. You did. Um... I think I, I think I jumped into it pretty well. I definitely have some hard limits on it. Like, I don't do the gore, and I won't do stuff like Saw, where it's something like a legit psycho could pull off or whatever. Uh, I won't I won't watch the Saw movies. I just won't. That's fine. 
We don't do the saw. We can do other ones that legit psychos can do, though. <laughs> saw wasn't scary. That's just gross. Well, sometimes that's what you need. Did you ever see the game? The game. The game. It's older. Maybe the 90s? And I think it had... Is it Richard Gere? No, it had... um. Oh, goodness. What is his name? Anything Richard Gere is in his skin. No, it wasn't Richard Gere. It was... Oh, I'm going to have to look it up later. But it's, it was something along the lines of, like, this company plays this game. Like, somebody, a friend for his birthday or somebody hired the company, and they literally surround his life in this game. He doesn't know that he's part of this game. And there's this creepy-ass clown that jumps out in front of his car. Yes. It's actually really good. I'll have to look it up. But I remember it scaring the crap out of me when I was little. You know, it was a good movie that was similar to that. Hmm. The Pest. The Pest. With John Leguizamo. Hmm. Not scary. It's a comedy. Yeah. And it's juvenile as hell. So don't expect highbrow humor. <laughs> it's basically like a whole slew of fart jokes or whatever. Oh my goodness. It is super good and I'm gonna make you watch it. <laughs> okay, so so when it comes to that, mm-hmm. we're talking about adaptability with partners basically tonight. Right. Being flexible. <laughs> Not that way. I mean, I wish I was a contortionist. That'd be awesome. I wish you were a contortionist. Did you too. see the ad for after the Super Bowl, that show that was like the world's greatest? Yep. The Super Bowl was just yesterday? The one where the girl sat on her own she, head. She like sat on her head. That was amazing. Yes, it was. <laughs> I wish I could bend like that. I'm working on my yoga skills, but I am nowhere near. <laughs> so how important do you think... Michael Douglas! Michael Douglas. That is that the one that had iced tea in it? No, it's got Sean Penn though. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's not sidetrack too hard here. <laughs> so how important do you think it is to be flexible or open-minded enough to learn something you normally don't enjoy for your partner? I think it's extremely important. I mean, I think that's part of our success. I We see a lot of couples... I guess we see a lot of people in general, couples or individual, who are not so flexible in what they're willing to give and take in their dynamics, uh-huh. and they just go seeking a partner that fills each hobby that they have, and then the person's not so much a person anymore, and it falls apart eventually. They're like an embodiment of the hobby. Right. You that, are here hot. to just be the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. I do think it's also, I, I also enjoy being able to be adaptable to some degree. There are certain things I just cannot compromise on. And so I do find that retaining your own individuality is obviously a huge deal. But I have found that there are things, even just like, we're relatively new in our relationship in the scope of like my whole life. Right. And. I have deftly defended my own individuality for a long time. And only only in the last five, ten years have I been willing to open up to variations right. quite as much as I have. And especially with you, I have found that while there are some hard limits for me that you enjoy like country music ah, and the sports ball I sat through a whole sports ball Christmas game you did watch yesterday. the Super Bowl 
And you have gone to some soccer games here. And I even called the Super Bowl. <laughs> you did. Right at the beginning, before any play was made, I said who was going to win, and they did. Yep, nope, you did. Because yeah. they came out to rock and roll music. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like if I wanted to go line dancing or square dancing at a country bar. You need another partner. Right. That's not something that you'd be open to as as much as you are open to the country or to the sports ball or to the Christmas or although full disclosure I do or at least did know how to line, <laughs> line dance coming from Montana and Wyoming I don't doubt that we actually would get drunk and my roommate would teach me in the front yard <laughs> it was a mess that's hot <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Well, there's that airplane going ahead. So we live across the river from Portland. I'm going to stand up so they can see me naked. <laughs> We're, I'm we going to signal them. Across the river from Portland in Vancouver, Washington. And so PDX Airport is just over yonder. And every now and then we get some nice jets flying overhead. And you guys thought you were just getting car traffic. <laughs> but hey, I have a favor. We're... Um, getting ready to wrap up this episode if you are enjoying our little bullshit talks here take a screenshot while you're listening to the episode and share it on whatever social media platform you can tag us on facebook Uh just at pacific northwest polyamory you can um, hashtag hot tub poly talk um, on instagram or you can hashtag pacific northwest polyamory find us on instagram um, or you can even find us on twitter and tumblr we're there so on twitter i'm pretty sure it's PNW Polly. Yes. Twitter's a little different. PNW Polly. Yeah. But yeah, but take yeah. a screenshot, share it with your friends, let people know, and give us a review. Whatever platform you enjoy, <laughs> you enjoy listening on. Whether I wasn't shushing you. Spotify, Stitcher, um, iTunes. Give us a give us a reply and a five star rating and let us know how you like it. A ninety five star rating. Ninety five. And show the love. Yes. Because we show you love by making these podcasts. Oh, the light on the hot tub went out. How you doing? <laughs> I think that's our cue. That is our cue. It's been fun. Thanks, Polyam fam, for jumping in the hot tub with us. Hope that when you get out, you don't get too cold. Because we're going to get snowed on as we get out. We're getting snowed on now. Yeah. All right. Until next time we get to dip our toes in. Have a good night. Bye-bye.